Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is icecreamgraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. How would you like a knuckle sandwich? Now give me that money. Oh, the throwback. Throwback to school. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Yup Podcast. I am your host, Tom Bo Baldwin. Fire hose dispenser of redneck wisdom. You can't help but get it on you if you listen. Hey, I am all about helping you not make mistakes, getting rid of baggage, and living the best life possible. So we cover all kinds of subjects here. Last podcast I did was on warts, <laughs> not gentle to warts, but could be applied to that, but I don't recommend any acid down there because, wow, it's like uh, putting some muscle rub on and then going to the bathroom. Talk about a hot stick. <laughs> hey, welcome tribe. Ah, oh, gosh, it's always so good to be with you. I know I've been so MIA trying to get back on track, getting the priorities straight, keeping the cup full here. Hey, welcome to the uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, remember, you can always contact me so you're never alone. I want you to remember that you're never alone. I'm just an email away. I'm pretty attentive to my email, although I have lost my phone for about the last three hours. So, but I'll check in here in a bit. So if you ever need someone to chat with or just shoot something, say, hey, dude, Man, will you just like keep me in your thoughts? And you can say that. You know what I'll do because I'm a man of faith. I'll pray for you. But if that's your way of getting across, hey, man, it doesn't matter because I care about you. And so 406BigT at gmail.com, that's all you have to do. And hey, of course, you want to share this podcast with your friends because you want them to know what a dork you are for listening to somebody like me. So you're going to go to yup.solutions, yes, yup.solutions, not .com, and uh, you can link up with the podcast through there. You can find out what the logo looks like. And so when you recommend it to your friends, it's an easy way to connect versus going to the major platforms. Sometimes we smaller podcasts get lost in that big sea of podcasts. So um, I'm on the major platforms, but one of the best ways to get there is through my website. And then you can subscribe and use your own platform. And on there is that, hey, Tom, I appreciate you button, that donate button. And uh, yeah, it's just telling me, hey, appreciate you, dude. And I, I just thank you in advance for those of you that do that. It's, it's really nice. It, it does encourage me. And last but not least, there's some merchandise that you can link up to, too. And quick reminder, I have two other podcasts. If you're interested in more of a faith podcast, there is the Sanguine podcast. And uh, if you're a lady, I do a podcast specifically for encouraging women. We kind of hit the wide variety of topics there, too. Also, a great place to catch me. Hey, today I want to talk about a subject that is has, over the last couple of decades, come more to the forefront. And 
I'm thinking, you know, it, it came to the forefront because it's an issue and I don't disagree that it's an issue, but I have a different take on it. And you probably, eh, I bet it's 50, 50, maybe, maybe less than 60, 40 are going to disagree, agree with me. We'll just kind of have to see as we move into it. But I want to talk about the importance of bullying, and it has become a subject, you know, online especially, which is a real problem, but even in person with kids. And when I was in school, yep, same thing. There were bullies, though, but I have a little different take on bullies. And I, I, I the controversial title of this podcast kind of shares that, the importance of bullies. And I believe that bullies really are important for our development, especially as kids. And I just kind of want to share my own story and stories of other people that I know. So it's a little, I shouldn't say it's a little, it's very antidotical, antidotal, but I think it, it demonstrates a point and it's something that we need to consider before we just go out and try to eliminate all the bullies, if that's even possible. I'm not sure if that's even possible, but in my life, well, where it came to fisticuffs, I, I faced three different bullies. I just want to talk about what happened in those situations. And the first one, I shared this in the volumes of Tombow, um, one of the volumes about my growing up years, about a young man that was my friend and my brother's friend called, his name was Jesse Eberhardt. I don't even know if Jesse's still around. Jesse, if you're still around, hey, shoot me a text at the email. I'd, I'd love to catch up. Um, Unfortunately, um, I don't know if he's still around. I hope he is, and I hope he's doing well. Um, Jesse lived in our neighborhood, and he was a friend of both Mike and I. And as young people, we would play and interact with him. And like most kids, there came a point where there was some contention between Jesse and Mike. And not surprising, Mike, you're listening, and you can attest to this. <laughs> if, if I ever get you on the podcast, which is going to happen, I keep saying that, um, but it's going to happen that my brother probably mouthed off to Jesse because a little bit that way. And Jesse, as, as Mike knows and probably knew then, had a little bit of a short fuse. So he was pretty easy to excite. And it kind of made him, a lot of times when his anger took over, very bull, you know, bully-ish and aggressive and dominating. And, you know, he was used to getting his way because he got angry and people just kind of bent to his will. And one of these days he was coming after my brother with a hammer and chasing him with a hammer. My brother came and got me. And yeah, Jesse was hot as molten metal and he was just ready to, uh, yeah, reshape my brother's head with that hammer. And so, you know, I told Jesse to put down the hammer. At least this is how I remember it. Okay. I may not have said that. Um, and he didn't, and I, I'm sure that I probably did now that I'm thinking about this, but it doesn't really matter. And Jesse didn't put down the hammer. And so I grabbed Jesse's hand with the hammer, grasp it. Now, granted, I was a, you know, I was a decent sized kid when I was young and uh, very physically active and grabbed his hand and took my other hand and put my fist into his glasses and broke his glasses and really, for all intensive purposes, didn't hurt Jesse too bad, but diffused the situation. And I'll tell you what that did in my life. And this really is the point of the whole podcast. It built confidence in me that I can stand up. And in that instance, because at this time of my life, like most kids, I was pretty selfish. And I did something outside my realm to help my brother. And it was just a natural instinct. And it came out in me when Mike asked for help. Of course, I'm going to help him. Now, did I probably pick on Mike worse than anybody, like 10 times worse than Jesse? Yes. 
<laughs> that kind of defeats my point, but I, I, I still think the point's still here that, and I never really tried to reshape my brother's head with a hammer because, you know, you mom can't see the bruises. So when you're an older sibling, you have to do it in such a way where it's not that apparent. <laughs> not that I'm giving tips to any young people out there. You did not hear that from me. But my brother at that point is like, we built some bonds there. And I also built some confidence that I could do and I could defend and I could take care of at that point in my life that was my family and I could take care of my family. It was Mike that was threatened at that point, but I could step in. And so it instilled in me a confidence and it was part of my development. And so as I'm moving forward, as, as we're talking about bullies here, there's something about moving outside our comfort zone, overcoming our fears and addressing our fears that equip us with tools and attitudes that are precious. And when those circumstances are taken away or alleviated and we live in the sterile, neutral environment, we never develop those qualities, I would say, of leadership and of it's like chivalry, like defending what is good and right and risking yourself for what is good and right. And so fast forward into the future, I'm in junior high and have a, a couple episodes where one was I, w- I was at the mall with a friend and there was this uh, kid there that went to our junior high and me and my friend came out the side door. So we were kind of in this remote part of the outside of this mall and this kid approaches us and he has nunchucks and, you know, he's like, if you guys don't get out of here, I'm going to hit you with these nunchucks. And like the brave soul I was with Jesse Eberhardt, me and my friend Ronald ran like cowards away and scared to death. You know, for some reason, this kid presented himself with the nunchucks and, you know, we, we were for some reason, I think it was a surprise and shocked, really scared. And as we got away and they didn't chase us, they were probably having a good old laugh at, Hey, those cowards. And, and, uh, I was thinking, I was like, I think I could have took that kid. Why didn't I do that? And as I was going home, had a lot of remorse and I was thinking, gosh, I, I should have stood up and I shouldn't have, you know, let him like do that to me and my friends. So the next day at school, I saw him in the hall and I grabbed him around his neck, pinned him up against the wall. And I looked him square in the eyes and I said, don't you ever touch me and my friend again. He never touched us again. What happened? I didn't stand up at the time, but I had some time to think that I didn't do the right thing. I didn't stand up and I didn't stand up for what was right because we didn't do anything that deserved provoking. We were just at the mall chatting, walking around, you know, looking at things that we couldn't afford to buy, hoping, you know, in our awkward, like 13, 20 years to meet some girls, which in those years is like, uh, they were few and far between for a couple role-playing dorks at that stage in life. But that instance, and then it built confidence because as I, as I saw him around and I didn't bully him, I didn't become the bully, which is a fear of, a of, you know, that the, the one that stands up, it's not true. And other people that saw that, saw that, you know, you get respect and you get those things that begin to build your self-confidence and begin to help you to take risk and to stand up and move outside of this world when it's really safe 
we're fearful to take risk and bullies make the environment just a little unsafe to where we can risk it. And so at that same school, same thing, well, not same thing, silly. And you'll think this is hilarious because you can totally relate. I was in the school and obviously somebody didn't like me, walked up to the biggest kid in the school and said, hey, Tom said you're a faggot. Okay, now I'm not around. I don't have anything to do with this. And this is before lunch. So on the lunch playground, he comes up to me and he's like, I heard what you said about me. And I, I kind of look a little bewildered. You called me a faggot. And he's like, and you know, before I had a chance to have a rebuttal, he's like, meet me at the flagpole, you know, cause you always have fights at the flagpole, but we couldn't have fights at the flagpole. So we had to be off school property. So we had to fight across the street. Otherwise the principal would come out. And so we met across the street, stupid thing, you know, but he's like, how dare you do that? And he's like, and so I'm stuck and I'm trying to say, Hey, you know, I didn't say that. He's like, you did too. And so there was a fight. And so there again, I got in the fight. You can argue that it was a silly fight and I would agree with you, but confronted with that confronted and maybe per se, this kid wasn't a bully. But again, those other instances helped build my confidence build the reassurance that I can do that. And so went through that. So moving to adulthood and adulthood is no different. You face bullies that maybe aren't physical bullies, but people in your lives. And if you don't have those foundations that in early childhood, those playground situations where there's that push and pull and you're telling your kids. And obviously during the season, my dad was really pivotal in my life and reinforcing. And, you know, we do a lot of wrestle and have physical activities. And so, you know, I had that experience. And so as an adult, having stood up in those situations, I'm able and I desire, even though you still get scared as an adult, right? You totally get scared as an adult, able to stand up in those situations for say, Hey, no, you know, it's not right how you're treating that person. Or, you know, you're at a school board meeting and agenda is going the wrong way. And you have to say up, stand up and say, Hey, this isn't right. People that face bullies have that courage because bullies come in all shapes and sizes. And when we get older, they're disguised and they're often entrenched in places of power because bullies like power and to control. So they're on school boards, they're on city councils, they're on church boards. I've ran into them everywhere. But my experience as a kid, even though I was so all those times, I was scared out of my mind. Okay, you can do the right thing when you're scared out of your mind. You know, you, courage is not the absence of fear. I think in every one of those instances, I was scared to the point that I was probably shaking and still faced it. You can do it. You can overcome. And we have that in us. And so when we face that and we become adults, then we have this ability to stand up. And when we strip that out of the culture, when we strip those shaping forces and you can say bullies aren't healthy and bullies aren't good, but they are forces that shape us like trials shape us. We don't like trials. We would volunteer. If we knew trials were coming, you're just like, uh, I'm going to opt out of that one and that one and that one. Oh, and that bully. Yep. I'm going to opt out of that one, but we have no idea what they instill in us and that the people that face bullies become the heroes 
and the leaders of the future. They are the ones that will confront the evil. They will stand up to the totalitarianism, to the dictators, to the control. When school boards say, you can't tell us how we are going to teach your kids. They are your kids and you need to stand up. And so as parents pull their kids out of these situations and they become the advocate for their kids and you should always become the advocate, but you're also training your kids. So you put them in the arena where they can learn what happens when you're gone. Nobody stands up. And when nobody stands up, because there's always going to be bullies. If we take them out of childhood, they will just end up there as an adult. And as you, your kids become adults, they are not equipped at all for dealing with bullies. So what are they going to do? They are going to comply. They're going to go along because they don't know how to stand up. And you may not like this, but you got to learn how to take a punch. You got to learn how to take a hit. You got to learn how to be knocked down and get up. You need to learn how to be slugged in the face and stand back up or turn your head back. Take that pain, stand up and do what's right. Life isn't easy and having the lives we want is not easy. And bullies, especially as we're kids, train us how to move forward. And so even like on social media, like if someone was to say something to me on social media, I would do my best and maybe they're not around, but if they're in my local area, I'm going to go see them face to face and I'm going to address them face to face. And I'm going to say, so what you said about me, huh? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. And you're just like, I would never do that. You need to learn to confront the failure is not to confront. Yeah. You may confront and lose and, a learning experience, but you built in yourself the courage to confront because not every outcome is good with bullies. Some bullies are tough and some take some training to beat, but it is that internal, that ability to stand up for what is right. And there's so many other subjects that we could approach this with, but as we strip and sterilize the bullies, and the parents are just like, my kids are being bullied. Poor little Johnny. Poor little Johnny's going to be a pansy ass and of little value to the society unless you teach him to stand up. And chances are he's, okay, here's Tom making some gross generalizations. And by the way, this probably is the point. If you're not pissed off by now, you're going to be pissed off. Okay, just get ready for it. But he's probably being teased because you pansied him and have not raised a stalwart, strong, healthy child. And you're probably responsible for them being teased and probably responsible for their cowardness. I've seen some incredibly awkward people that have incredibly strong fortitude that when you're around them, there ain't no way you're going to tease them. Is there a lot to tease around them? Oh, you bet there is. But they've learned and they've had influences around them that has strengthened them and who they are. You should always be telling your kids, you're strong. You're a defender. You stand up for what is right. And as you instill that, then they will. They don't just stand up for themselves. They stand up for others and they will be the ones that make the, that make the difference. And so if you're coddling your kids 
and like trying to erase all the bullies. You're going to the schools, you're talking to the principals and you're trying to get everybody else to change. I'm just going to tell you, you're ruining your kids. In my opinion, I think the best thing you could do is begin to strengthen them and get them to where they can stand on their own two feet. They're not respected probably because there's nothing to respect. You know, the kids don't see them standing up for themselves. The, the other kids at school see that they go home and they tell their mom and dad, and then their mom and dad come to school or take them out of school or pull them out, not the solution. Now, I give a caveat, okay? There are extreme circumstances, and maybe that's appropriate. And, you know, when we talk about things, there are always instances but I think they're very few and they're very far between. We need leaders in the futures. We need kids that are facing trials and overcoming trials. So, hey, little bit of a controversial podcast. Yeah, a little bit of a different subject. And I'll tell you, I've talked to a lot of parents and I know that there are probably a lot of people that disagree with me. But as I meet adults that have faced their bullies. Those are the people that I want by my side. I don't want the people by my side that went and told their mom and dad and relied on them to change things. Now, do I want my kids to tell me? Absolutely. And then I'm going to tell them, I was like, how are you going to deal with that? And they're like, well, dad, I'm going to do what you taught me. I'm going to stand up and do what is right. So, hey, my friends, I so appreciate you a little bit of a different podcast today, but hey, you may be facing a bully in your life and it's never too late. And I think it's more fun as an adult to stand up to bullies because when I stood up to bullies, what is really strange as an adult, they become the craziest friends. It's weird. It's like you stand up to them and they are just buffeting you on every side before you stand up to them. And all of a sudden you stand up to them. And I think a lot of these people, it's the same thing I talked about in, in school. When you stand up to them, you've just earned your respect. And it's crazy. All of a sudden you went from being on the outside to being on the inside. And not only do you have the respect, you now have an ally. And I tell you, bullies are bullies for a reason because they have some talent or they have some strength. And sometimes when push comes to shove, they are the ones that you want on your side. And when you get them on your side, at least in my world, this is how I view it. I have an opportunity to speak into their lives and we could take the strong person and maybe take some of those attributes and change them a little bit. Yeah, I know I'm always thinking on the side of the positives. So, hey, we're wrapping it up here today. Hey, stay strong, be strong, do the right thing. Why? Because, yep, I got you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.